Welcome to the Stylistpreneur Podcast, a show created to help hairstylists build and sustain successful beauty businesses. Here is your host, Damali Phils, CEO of Stylists in Business, master hairstylist, and author of Travel Notice, the ultimate guide to becoming a traveling hairstylist. All right, let's start the show. Hey, stylists, welcome to another episode of the Stylist Renewal Podcast. I am so excited because today we have a guest. Today we have Ren Lopa. She is the founder CEO of Wolf and Rabbit Marketing alongside her wife. Guys, help me welcome Ren Lopa. Hey, Ren. Hi, Damali. Thank you so much for inviting me to be a guest on the Stylistpreneur podcast today. Oh, no, I had to have you on here because I know right now everyone's online and you are helping stylists online to get clients. So you had to come on the show today to help all my stylist friends. (laughs) Well, I'm such a fan of what you're doing. I just want to start off by saying Thank you for, you know, dedicating your career and all of your knowledge and expertise to elevating this industry. We definitely have that passion in common. So I love connecting with other like, like-minded entrepreneurs in the industry. Oh, I totally agree with that. Like, I'm so excited about having you here. Like, Ren, just like give us a rundown on who you are, what you do, how you got started in the beauty business, like all that good stuff. Okay, absolutely. So um, as you said, I'm Ren, and I am the owner of Wolf and Rabbit Inc. And you got it perfect. Like we help salons and stylists get more clients. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. And I originally started the beauty industry, believe it or not, um, before the ink was like even dry on my yeah. bachelor's degree from the University of South Florida. So Once I graduated um, from college, I was like, you know what? I think I want to be a hairstylist. And so I enrolled in cosmetology school and I was immediately in love. Mm -hmm. I kind of knew I didn't want to do the nine to five thing. I was always super creative and into fashion. So I thought it would be kind of a perfect blend of everything I was looking for in a career. Mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough to build a successful career for eight years at a top salon in Tampa, Florida. And, you know, you just, you learn so much behind the chair. I feel like Mm -hmm. if you're a stylist working in a commission salon, if you're a, you know, if you own your own suite, I feel like you're a business owner in both instances. (laughs) Like really, you know, the income potential is just huge and it's kind of in our hands what we can do with it. And that's both exciting and terrifying. So, um, (laughs) but that's really what excited me about the industry. Um, This was also, you know, not to date myself, but this was kind of before Pinterest had really taken off. And I had started a blog actually for my clients because I was sick of them Googling things, to be honest with you, and (laughs) getting all this horrible advice from the internet. So I had started a blog for my clients and it actually gained national attention. Nice. And from there, I had salon owners approaching me to kind of ask me to run their social media and get marketing advice. So that was really when the first idea started taking shape for, hey, I kind of have this unique skill set that could, you know, potentially help a lot of people out there. And let's see what can happen with this. And then that's kind of where, you know, this company came to life. Mm -hmm. And that's how we got here. 
Oh, wow. No, that's an amazing story. And it's so funny, though, because like I went to USF myself and I have a degree in uh, management. So oh and I, gra- I graduated in t- 2009. So we may have even crossed paths in like the business building. Yes, we probably did. Um, I graduated in 2008, so I'm a yeah. little earlier than you, but I bet we were on campus at the oh same my gosh. time. That, that is, is so, so funny. No, that's seriously funny. And I think that's why, you know, like we connect so much because mm-hmm. we do have the business background, the marketing and the beauty. And like, just like yourself, like we've decided to combine the two because I, I know like I'm very creative, but at the same time, I see so much of the business side of it that I'm like, I have to do both. I can't just do one because I'd be doing a disservice to myself and the other stylist that I'm helping. So I think absolutely. That's amazing. Now, at what point, because I know you said you had eight years of being successful working at a type salon, but at what point do you realize, you know, like it's time for me to transition. It's time for me to give a little bit more to the industry. Well, to be honest with you, um, I had been doing great in my career, but honestly, my salon environment was not the best. Mm-hmm. I had, you know, it, it was, I don't want to get into it because I don't want to yeah. make anybody, you know, it doesn't do anybody any favors to talk about that stuff, but it was a hard environment for me. And I felt like in order to continue growing, I definitely needed to take a leap somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, um, Like I said, because we were getting approached by salon owners on a regular basis, um, and my wife had also really loved, you know, doing Facebook advertising, super passionate about marketing strategy, we had decided to just really start saying yes. And I knew that Mm. by saying yes more often, it would be a little more demanding on my time. So I transitioned out of the salon and I had moved into taking clients. And then also I worked for a salon consulting company as their marketing manager. So I had like this part-time corporate marketing gig still in the industry. And then I was taking clients. So I kind of just felt it, felt the shift in my soul. Like I think all of us kind of have that intuition that's Mm -hmm. like, okay, this like something, it's time for me to move on here. Um, it's time for me to take a leap in some direction. And then it's just a matter of, you know, using our network to feel that out and see what that's going to look like for us Mm -hmm. or, you know, doing that research to kind of take that leap out. No, I I definitely agree with that. And that's amazing because I feel like I've felt that shift myself. Now, as far as like now when I was in college and when I was really promoting my business, Ren, I was passing out business cards and flyers like was it easy for you to go from like the traditional passing out cards to moving online and social media pinterest instagram was that like an easy transition for you oh my goodness so you're totally right i was doing the same thing damale i was baking these little packets and driving around my city and handing them out to big tellers and the gym receptionists and everything so i was doing the same thing Um, I think that, you know, that shift was hard. Like, I won't lie. And I think that, you know, even the stylists that I talk to now who have been in the industry for a while, like they're still, you know, struggling a little bit with that transition because it is a big shift. Mm -hmm. Um, But once you realize like, oh, okay, the energy I put into writing these letters, putting these packets together, driving around town, I can invest 
the same energy or even a little bit less, mm -hmm. right? It's very efficient when we're working online. And I get a way bigger return on my investment because so many eyes are going to be able to see one thing versus one packet going to one person or exactly. one card going to one person. So exactly. Yeah, so it was you, a little crazy. Yeah, it's very crazy. Would you say that stylists that are looking to gain more clients, looking to promote their business, that they should really focus on like their online presence? Absolutely. So, you know, whether we saw it coming, whether we thought social media was going to phase out and, you know, just be a fad, I think we can all see now that this is our new way of life, right? Mm -hmm. So social media has become our new normal. And now when people consider going to a new business, whether that's a new dermatologist or a mm -hmm. new restaurant, they're going to check out their social media account because they're looking to get to know the people a little bit and they're looking to see, you know, demystify that new experience. Before, oh, yeah. if we wanted to go somewhere new, you know, it's like we're kind of walking in not knowing anything to expect, mm -hmm. where now we really do kind of get this look at, you know, what we can expect from new businesses. So I think, you know, the salons and the stylists that really have embraced it and are kind of those early adopters, they're definitely way ahead, the people who haven't. And it's like the new, the new standard almost in our industry. We kind of, we have to, or we're going to get, you know, we're going to fall behind. Oh, no, I totally agree with that because personally for me, if I'm looking to go somewhere, a restaurant, a business, like I definitely want to see what their online presence is. I want to see their reviews. I want to see pictures just so, like you said, you can get that feel before you even get there. And people are making a decision before they even meet you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So now in regards to like turning your followers into clients, because I know a lot of people feel like, oh my gosh, I need to have all these followers. You know, in regards to that, what's the first thing a stylist needs to focus on? Like, do they need to focus on getting all the followers, engaging with them? Like, where did you start with turning your uh, followers into your clients? Okay, this is such a great question. Yeah. So thank you so much. This is huge because you're right. It's like, what's the point of spending my time online or growing a following or getting engagement if none of them are coming in? I exactly. mean, it's like, there's no point to it. So we, no. the first step is going to be making sure that we're growing a local following. Mm. What I notice a lot with hairstylists, um, salon owners, suite owners, is that we accidentally grow a following of other stylists. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I would agree with that. Yes, because we love to support each other. We're a very friendly industry. We love to see beautiful, inspirational photos from each other. But the thing is that obviously we need to stay like hyper-focused on making sure we're growing a following of local people and ideally who kind of fit our dream clients. Mm -hmm. So I have a couple of tips for how to do that, if that's okay. Of course, share. Okay. <laughs> so the way that I like to think about this is basically we are one part of our dream client's entourage, okay? Mm -hmm. So like they have all kinds of people in the community who they're getting their style from. So that's going to be the local boutique. That's going to be their favorite cheesecake place, um, their favorite shoe store, and on and on, okay? So mm -hmm. as their stylist, we're one part of their whole entourage in your city. Mm 
Oh, that's so, good. Yeah, right? Because then it's like, oh my gosh, we're one piece of this big, yeah. big thing, this big piece for our client. And so how we start attracting them is we kind of reverse engineer and we think about who else is in our entourage. What mm-hmm. is that boutique? What is that restaurant? And then we start interacting with their followers, with their people who are commenting on their posts. And then mm-hmm. that's how we start getting their attention and hopefully having them to start following us back. So that's kind yeah. of how we can attract that attention. No, I definitely agree with that. I'm always telling styles like, you need to be a groupie for the clients <laughs> that you want. You need to find out where they are, where they're hanging out, where they shop who their friends are, like you just have to be a groupie because that's how you're going to get those clients that you want. So I completely agree with what you're saying. Awesome. Yeah. And I think that what I love about the groupie analogy is that, you know, groupies are like super fans, right? They're going to be very engaged. And that's where sometimes we get like butterflies in our stomach, right? Mm -hmm. We're like, oh my God, if I follow them, I don't know them. What if they think I'm weird? If I comment on them, will they feel like I'm being strange? And it's like, no, like you do something awesome and they would have better hair and better style if they came and saw you. Like, come on. And you're starting to build that relationship with them before they even meet you, which is amazing. Absolutely. It's so important. It's a huge part of the whole experience is that relationship. Mm -hmm. So now, Ren, what should stylists be including on their social media, in their feeds, in their stories? Like, is it pictures, tutorials? Like, what should they be sharing? Okay. So obviously, tutorials would be amazing. Um, I would set that as like a long-term goal, okay? Um, Mm -hmm. Getting comfortable in front of the camera, getting comfortable with that takes time. So I wouldn't put that pressure on yourself immediately, but that could be a great goal. Um, I think that the best stuff we want to focus on is going to be stuff that shows we're an expert, okay? Mm. So the graphic is important, but what I mostly see left out Damali is Mm -hmm. like a caption that shows you're an expert. When we write on a picture and we say summertime blonde, Mm -hmm. we, we almost look like it's a hobby or it's easy (laughs) or it's fun. You know what I mean? I agree. And like, it is fun, but when we say instead like, okay, for this guest, I placed their front balayage piece at their cheekbone to complement their face shape. And we finished with this hairspray because that is going to make their hair texture stay nice all day. I mean, that is like a totally different conversation. I agree. So I think that, you know, whatever you're posting, whether it's portfolio work, a selfie talking about why you love doing what you do, a testimonial, a product picture, whatever it is. I think that making sure that you are really coming off as an expert in your caption Mm -hmm. is going to be the most compelling way to get your followers to finally make that decision to book that appointment with you or book that consultation with you. No, I agree because, you know, for me, if I'm looking for someone I want the best person to do it. I don't just want someone that's kind of doing it. Mm -hmm. Like I think now people are looking on social media and they're like, I want the stylist that has a bunch of followers. I want the stylist that posts a lot or that posts amazing photos, you know, that look beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't want just a stylist, just okay. Like everybody's looking for the best now. Absolutely. And I think that you're hitting on something else that's really important where it's like, 
we want to post what we want to attract, right? So Mm -hmm. like when you're looking at those photos, you're going to be looking for people with similar hair texture to you, similar Mm -hmm. um, hair goals to you, right? If it's lightened, if it's really long, if it's short and natural, like we're, we want to be posting um, the kind of hair that we really want to be doing more of. So for example, if you hate doing vivids, you just mm-hmm. think they're like a total pain in the butt and oh, you're yeah. not into it, then don't be posting vivids, you know, like post more of the clients you want to bring in because that's naturally going to start happening when people are looking at your feed. No, I definitely agree with that because just personally, I specialize in extensions, but I literally can do everything. So a lot of people think like, oh, she only does extensions. And that's not the case. It's just that I prefer doing extensions. So the majority of the clients that I do get are extension clients. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important. Yeah, it's important. And it's awesome because extension clients are going to naturally be a higher end client, a higher Mm -hmm. ticket. So you're getting to literally build the clientele that you want to build just by what you're posting. I mean, it's really, really smart. Yeah, no, I agree. So Ren, once these stylists are, you know, getting the hang of what to post, how do you then take advantage of that? How do you take advantage of that person that is commenting and liking your photos in order to try to get them as a client? Okay, again, such a good question. (laughs) What we want to do is we want to stick out our hand for a handshake. Okay. 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 Um, We want to come up with a unique offer, a special offer for new clients first. So um, most salons typically have something like this where it's Mm going to be, let's say $20 off for a new guest. Right. So let's say that's what it is. What I would say is when you get a follower that comes onto your account or you get a like and comment that comes to your account and you check them out and you see like, okay, they're local. They are totally my dream client. It looks like, you know, they're fashionable or whatever like stipulations you kind of have in mind. Mm -hmm. I would message them, introduce yourself and then say, just so you know, I offer $20 off for all new clients and I'd love to book a consultation with you. Let me know what questions you have. So, you know, by kind of putting ourselves out there, that extra Mm -hmm. step, we're letting people know that we're a real person behind an account, right? Like things become so impersonal online. (laughs) Um, People use bots, everything's automated. We don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you're saying like, Hey, I'm the owner of this account. Like I create content answering my followers questions or, you know, inviting them to come in and take that next step with you. I think it just, like you were saying earlier, Damali, it just starts really building that relationship Mm -hmm. and shows that like you're more than just a screen of pretty pictures. Like you're a really cool, awesome human being. No, I definitely agree with that because most times, you know, people are liking your photos and sometimes you're like, Oh, okay, that's cool. Not knowing that, Hey, if I take the next step that this can be more than them just liking my photo. So I think that's amazing that you're saying, Hey, stick your hand out, you know, (laughs) just, just try, reach out to them. So, and I think that will be very helpful because I think some styles are definitely not going the extra mile to do that. So that's definitely some good advice. Ah, yeah. And I think that, you know, on some level we're like, oh, well, if they like it enough, they're going to take that next step, right? We, we yeah. have this like concept of organically growing a clientele in our mind that somebody taught to us, mm-hmm. but we are such a distracted, like 
people right now, you know, where yeah. the next notification, the next notification is going to come in, the next text is going to come in, or our kid is going to need something like we're so distracted. So, you know, as business owners, we need to make sure we're being really clear and we're making it such a no brainer, like so easy for these people to take that next step with us. No, I agree. And I think just by taking that extra step, like it'll just continue, you know, the relationship and have it easier for that client to get in your chair. Absolutely. Um, so now when the one thing about, I know social media right now is so powerful and that it's an easy way to grow your business and to get clients. But what I've found is that a lot of stylists struggle with being consistent with posting on a regular basis, um, just with, you know, they'll have a phone with a million photos and they're just not posting them. Like, is there any tips on how to stay, you know, consistent and engage with your clients or potential clients online? Oh, absolutely. And you're right. Consistency is so important, especially because if you're not consistent, we know people are less likely to follow you. They're mm -hmm. less likely to come in. Like they just don't know if you're serious or not. Yeah. Right. So for consistency, yes, there are plenty of apps that you can take advantage of like later or Planoly that can kind of help you plan ahead. Mm -hmm. But if I'm being totally real with you, uh -oh. what I <laughs> I'm just going to be real. Yeah. Um, what I typically discover when somebody isn't being consistent is there's a limiting belief somewhere there. And mm. that limiting belief might just be thinking, oh, um, I'm going to bother people if I'm showing up too much. Okay. Oh, like they're going to think I'm salesy if I'm, if I'm showing up every day or twice a day. Yeah. Or, oh, like, I don't know, this picture isn't perfect, so I'm not going to post it because, you know, mm -hmm. what if my peers think it's ugly, right? Like, oh, yeah. we have these kind of like insecurities and that's totally normal. We're humans, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. of course. But, you know, finding within ourselves that commitment to really understanding that people are better off when we post. Um, mm -hmm. People have more when they come in and see us and not less that we're bringing value and beauty to our community. I think that when we really start recognizing how much value we bring, mm -hmm. it makes it a lot easier to be consistent because it's like, we're not kind of, you know, talking down to ourselves about it exactly. or about the post or wanting it to be perfect or whatever your specific hangup is. So um, I would say, you know, work on that little inner work some mm -hmm. and see what you discover there. No, I agree because, you know, hairstyles are definitely game changers. Like they just make a person's day. So yeah. once they really start, you know, understanding the importance that they have on a person's life, I definitely agree that, you know, they would look at it differently and start posting more and more consistently and not just think of it like I'm trying to sell somebody. It's like, no, I'm actually changing their life. Absolutely. Especially when you're having those captions, right, that are like um, expert oriented, like three tips to not have mm -hmm. um, frizzy hair in Florida. We both live in Florida. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, I mean, that is going to change somebody's day and maybe their week because now they're not going to have frizzy hair. So yes, like you are so powerful and you bring so much value and just own that and then show up like you show up and show that you own it. Oh yeah. So Ren, for a stylist that, you know, she's just getting started. She doesn't have a clear plan as far as how to market herself online and how to, you know, really 
turn those followers into clients? Like, is there a plan that they can get started on? Like, how can they really get started to really make an impact and get more clients? I think that the first place to really start is tapping into, like, I would get a big sheet of paper mm-hmm. and I'm very practical. So this oh, is like too. an exercise. <laughs> okay. So I would get a big sheet of paper and I would write out all of the things that your clients have complained about before when it comes to their hair, mm. or a new salon or a bad stylist experience. Like basically just kind of like brain dump all of your dream clients, like issues that they have. Okay. Okay. And then you can start breaking these into some categories. And before you know it, Damali, you have like a hundred post ideas. Like oh, yeah. these are all posts to use um, on your social media. So I think when we start from there in terms of like, okay, what challenges are is my dream client having when it comes to getting their hair done? Mm-hmm. And then you can show up and just be talking about that. First of all, it takes the pressure off of you because it's not about you or you selling. It's about you helping somebody, you know, it's about your dream client and helping them. I think that that's the best way to kind of sit down and be like, okay, I'm really going to show up on social media and this is how I'm going to do it. Because from there, if you show up and you're solving problems, of course people are going to pay you. And of course people are going to follow you. It's going to be so natural. So that is really where I'd get started. Okay. No, that's, that would definitely be a great starting place. Um, so Ren, this was an amazing conversation and I feel like you have so much like great advice for hairstylists. How can my followers and all stylists everywhere just stay in contact with you and follow you and connect with you? Well, thank you so much. This has been such a pleasure. I would absolutely love if you guys would come and follow our Instagram account, which is at wolf, W-O-L-F and A-N-D rabbit, R-A-B-B-I-T. Inc. I-N-C. So Wolf and Rabbit Inc. And from there, I will most likely message you. I will most likely start (laughs) talking to you. And we'll just get to know each other and kind of hang out. I have a ton of IGTV videos about tips exactly like this. And I just love it. I absolutely love this industry and all the beautiful humans in it. So I hope that you do come come and hang out with us. Oh, no, I hope they do follow you, Ren, because you have so much amazing advice to give. I know you can really help people and change their careers. So I'll make sure to, you know, tag all of your links in the comments and to make sure that all my stylist friends are following you because I want everyone to win. You know, people have plenty of time to be online right now. So now is the time to really focus on those followers and turn them into clients. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ren. Have an amazing day. And we will stay in contact because I'm literally right here in Sarasota. You're in Tampa. We'll do this again. Yes, please. I would love that. All right, girl. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for tuning in to the Stylistpreneur Podcast. Make sure to visit our website for more beauty business resources, courses, and to join the Stylistpreneur membership. Until next time, stay a cut above the rest.